Hello and welcome to the Bride Tender Podcast. I'm your host, Esty Gordon, and I am here to tend to the brides like I tend to the bar. So mix yourself a cocktail and let's get ready to discuss all things weddings. So as promised, I have my mom on the podcast today. I know you all just loved her insight the first time around. Um, and I feel like because she's always out there giving me the business, she can give it to all of you this time. Takes me off the hot seat for, you know, 40 minutes of my life. Um, so mom, thank you so much for, you know, coming on the podcast and, um, making some time in your very hectic schedule. I'm very happy to be here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm sure she's thrilled. (laughs) It's Saturday night here, and um, although this will go out on Monday, you know, I had to beg to get this today. <laughs> it almost didn't happen, but, you know, uh, we pulled it together at the last minute. So something that I wanted to have you come on and talk about is basically wedding etiquette, giving people like a 101 crash course into what's acceptable, maybe what's a little bit frowned upon potentially, but also maybe giving people a basis on how to plan their event of what needs to happen first, what can wait, you know, what are the discussions that maybe you should be having with your family members, with your friends, um, with your significant other. And another major, you know, topic of conversation is of course, coronavirus changing the way of weddings and what are maybe some questions that you should be asking your vendors or venue moving forward as you start planning so that god forbid something is to change maybe you're not out financially okay so you've had plenty of experience planning parties planning parties (laughs) you know uh We'll go with, obviously, you're married to my dad. So that would have been the first major event that you planned. Yes. Um, and then all of us are bar and bat mitzvahed, and there was a whole planning process to that that took pretty much, what, what would you say, about a year? Um, yeah, probably about a year from the time we had the date. Um, we had the date three years ahead of time, but... But we started we really concentrating on what I needed to do and secure about a year out. So what do you think is the most important thing to secure first? Um, well, obviously a venue, a date, you know, set up a date and pick a venue. Um, but really know what your budget is first. That's the bottom line. Uh, who's contributing to the wedding, parents of the groom, parents of the bride, the bride, the groom, you know, put some parameters out there about what you want to spend, um, what you definitely want to have at the wedding, what you can forego, um, so you can set up a proper budget that doesn't (laughs) break the bank for the parents or for yourselves. Do you think that, you know, the old school thought of where the parents of the bride pay for everything no. is very much like... It's very dated and it's a huge, huge responsibility to put on one set of parents. No. 
I think, um, and even in my day, um, we're married 36 years. Uh, my parents gave us money, and Daddy's parents gave us money, and the rest we did ourselves. So it was uh, a compilation of all of us uh, putting money in to achieve the wedding that we wanted to to have. Now, I would say you're pretty organized, detail-oriented, creative. You know how to... You know how to do things on a budget, right? So obviously I learned from the master how to do things on a budget. and um, But your father was very good at um, negotiating deals, better than I am. Yeah. I knew what I wanted, but he would go in there and bang some heads. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What can I say? He'd go there because he had the business savvy as opposed to the creative end where that was more mine. So where do you see areas in events, and I'm getting a lot of questions about this, you know, people who are trying to budget for their wedding and they just don't know where to begin. Um, how would you, how, what would you say are ways that you can save money? Like things like if you're a DIY kind of bride, where can you kind of save money on? Or, or you know, do it yourself so that, you don't have to spend money pay, like paying somebody else to do it. Um, I guess you have to find the venue that, that appeals to you first um, and see about what um, date, you know, a, a, a Friday night, a Saturday night, a Sunday afternoon. That's also going to impact your budget. Um, the time of year, that's always going to impact your budget. We know that June, July, August, September, um, when I was getting married, June was the month, you know, and I got married in May because the June prices were almost double for right. a Saturday night than what I paid in May. So um, I was like, that's a no-brainer. I got married in May. It didn't matter to me. Um, you have to secure that. Which season, which day of the week, is it going to be a night affair, a day affair? Because that's all going to impact your budget. So, you know, if you're saying, okay, I don't want to go over a $50,000 mark, or if I don't want to go over a $25,000 mark, whatever it may be, um, the date's going to be an yeah, issue right. as I far as budget goes. So that's the first thing. You know, if you find the venue... And you, if you definitely want a Saturday night affair, then you, you got to know that that price is going to be higher as opposed to um, a during the week or Sunday afternoon or I don't even know what they're doing now, but you know, they're doing Friday nights. Obviously, the Jewish clientele, that's not going to work. Um, right. So you have to go in a different direction then. Right. So now when it comes to decor... Um, you know, I don't always like to give out our secrets because, you know, people should just like hire me and then you'll be able to get everything budgeted in. But if you have like certain things when it comes to decor, you can do on your own. Um, I know in our case, we've been able to find things, spray paint them, sand them down, um, get linens on Amazon that are like, that will work for certain things. So 
what are some ideas that you have that people can do decor wise, whether it's like with place cards, like different, different ideas that you've seen or um, that you've done? I think there's a lot of things. And I think if you're a, a, a fairly talented person, you could go on Pinterest and get tons of ideas. Um, there's really a lot of things you can do. Um, as far as place cards, I know they're doing the mirrors with the writing on it. That's more today's yeah. uh, theme. Um, I don't know the cost involved with that, but you know you got to find somebody who does calligraphy. Then right. it can be a little more costly. So maybe you might want to think of even printing things on a computer, putting them in a frame, putting them, uh, you know, the stand-up ones that you just clip it in or you might just put it in a frame you might there are other options than just putting a tape you know the, what do you the cards think, on what do you think are other options for decor other than flowers oh well candles are a big thing candelabras with candlesticks um you could do silk flowers that's not my thing but you know some people do mm -hmm. like it um it depends on your time of year. I mean, I love mums. If I was doing that, I do all mums in the fall. Um, if you want poinsettias in the winter, because they're easy to get, so the cost of them is not going to be as high as something that might not be easy to get or has to be flown in. Right. Um, so those are things that you might want to think about. Um, there's beautiful glassware out there um, that you look the beautiful glass pumpkins the um there's tons of stuff out there that is available go to home goods go to home goods and just shop around oh my god i just feel like my mom is like giving away my whole future wedding like here on my podcast like mom relax <laughs> we can't have everybody copying my taste you know like i want to be unique um there's a whole, like, another thing, too. I mean, if you do a Gatsby-style wedding, you'll go with feathers and pearls. and pearls, which can easily be done, you know, as a DIY project. Absolutely. You can use just branches if you want a winter wedding or even a Mardi Gras kind of theme. Branches and beads, and um, it doesn't even have to be flowers. Um, That's true. You could just do some marbles in a beautiful vase with branches sticking out and you know crystals hanging from it i mean there's a lot of things you can do if you want a certain look and uh you have the creativity to do it yourself and save yourself a lot of money because obviously table arrangements are expensive and the more intricate the bigger the more money they're going to be now i have seen certain things done and what I'm about to say is I feel that it is in poor taste, as in tacky taste. But people sending out invitations very, very early, like earlier than the two-month mark, because they have a B list. So they have like an A list and B list for their wedding of who they're going to invite. And basically, if... Like, people from the A-list, like, say no, then they can send out the invitations to the B-list. <laughs> um, I think that's not 
the nicest thing to do. Um, and I think in today's times with the coronavirus, that's not going to be an option. A thing of the past. Yeah. I don't think you're... I think it's going to be very much affected for quite a while about how many people you can have in an event. So, unfortunately, I think brides of today and the near future are going to have to limit their weddings. Yes. Yeah. Amount. And... You know, I don't. Uh, think you might not be able yeah. to have all those people that you once wanted at your wedding. So think hard and chop that list. And the people <laughs> that are most important in your life should be there. And the people that you can cut from a list, you're gonna have to cut from your list. I think in today's times, people have to be kind of understanding because. <sighs> without being able to do 250 people and having to knock it down to so few if you have a bigger family or you have you know just a lot of friends from walks of different walks of life they're gonna un they should be understanding to the fact that it's not that you don't want them there it's that you really you're not allowed to accommodate all of that listen if if i got an invitation to a wedding now uh or if i didn't get one and it was someone that i felt close to um, I'd send a gift irregardless. It's something that I'd want to do to help that young couple start out and <laughs> celebrate. But, um, yeah, I would understand it if I'm not immediate family to you or I'm not the closest of friends, but yet I'm part of your life. I would understand that. Now, here we talk about gifts, right? And it's such a touchy t topic that people don't want to discuss Yet they all want to know what they should be spending. Um, we've had this talk so many times. <laughs> and I know how you feel. Which you feel that when couples do multiple events for themselves. You're asking so much out of your bridal party. Your groomsmen. Your, the parents to really fork over you know so your bridesmaids are already buying a dress getting their hair and makeup done um you know giving you a gift for your wedding giving you a gift for your bridal shower now you have a big bachelorette party uh, you know that they're paying for so before you know it you're into the thousands for someone else's wedding not even your own yeah well i have my own views on that um when I, your father and I got engaged, uh, his mom asked me if I wanted an engagement party, and I said no. I said people will be coming to my bridal shower. I don't want to burden them with another gift. And there were people that sent us engagement gifts that wanted to send us an engagement gift, and, and that was fine, but I didn't want anybody to feel they were obligated for an engagement gift, a bridal shower gift, a wedding gift. I just thought it was way too much. And I think the young people of today ask way too much of their bridal parties. I don't see why young people need to be getting on planes and spending all this money to go out of town. Go have a night out with your girlfriends. Go into Manhattan. Go to a club. Go to dinner. It doesn't have to be um, this big, elaborate expensive thing that you do with your girlfriends it's it's bonding and spending time with the people that are closest to you 
without making it a burden for them. Right. I also feel that (laughs) it's not... A wedding is a celebration, and we all know this, but it's a celebration for you and your husband, and everybody coming is happy to celebrate you, but financially, that doesn't mean that they need to completely empty their pockets, you know, for your wedding. It's not even their wedding as the guest. Um, you know, we've always, we, we talk about, you know, the etiquette on inviting people with dates and not inviting people with dates. Now, coronavirus and, you know, having to scale back on how many people you have will, of course, affect this. But prior, I mean, there should be some sort of etiquette in place of, you know, inviting guests of a certain age with a date and then it being their call about if they want to bring somebody or not. Do you agree? I do. Um, Listen, for all the parties that I did throw for you guys when you were born about mitzvah and our wedding, um, I just felt if you were over the age of 18, um, I think it was proper to be sent an invitation with a guest. If you choose to bring one, that is up to you. You don't have to bring one. But I think you should be sent an invitation with you and your guest. Mm-hmm. Um, That's my mom telling all you people, you know, saying it louder for the people in the back who just might not be listening because this is a huge point of contention for a lot of people. I hear this from a lot of people asking, should I be inviting my friends with a date, blah, blah, blah. Yes, you should. And you should leave it in their hands about if they want to bring someone or they don't. Of course, if you are a COVID bride who had to cut down their guest list, this doesn't apply to you. Um, But it does apply to the people who are having weddings of 250 people um, and whatnot. Because the truth is, it just comes off. um, It's uncomfortable for a single man or a single woman. Um, especially if they're not very familiar with all the guests, to come alone. I think it just makes it um, a much happier vibe if they get to bring a guest. Yeah, and if you, a lot of, I've had brides, you know, come to me being like, well, you know, I feel like I shouldn't have to invite someone with a guest. Truth be told, um, (laughs) I don't know how to say this so politically correct, but... You know what? It is what it is, so I'm just going to say it as is. You're getting a gift for two people from those people. So if you're worried about paying for the plate, you are essentially getting that back. Um, I'm not saying that you should be trying to make money on your wedding because we've talked about this and you're never going to make money back on your wedding. Like, you know, yes, you get gifts as the bride and groom, but you shouldn't go into it looking like, hey, we're banking on whatever gifts we make we make from this. Um, that's not the point and, of having a wedding. And the other way around, too, if you're choosing to bring a guest, please pay accordingly. Absolutely. You know, yeah. don't, don't, don't come. Don't, don't, and... don't cheap out and be giving a gift for, for one, one when there's two people eating. Because, yes, it does go both ways on this. So... 
You know, here in the tri-state area, the weddings are, are very different. I've been to out-of-state weddings where they had cash bars, um, where people <laughs> put gifts on a table. I mean, we're, uh, we're just not used to that. We're used to, you know, putting an envelope in there and, and doing the best. You're so getting that... cash or a check. That's how it works <laughs> here in New York. This might not apply if you're listening from another state. I'm not honestly too sure how it works with that, but here... It's the envelope with the check or cash. I mean, that's that's how it is. And if you're coming as two people, you're going to give a gift according to two people. Um, and, you know, if you're a bride or groom and you're wondering if you have to invite your, your friends of a certain age, you know, with a guest, uh, pretty much figure that you do. Uh, well, it, most people are, what, in their late 20s and 30s now getting married? Yeah. I think it's suffice to say you need to invite your friends with dates yeah it's it's kind of it's you're not a 16 year old mm-hmm. you're 26 you're 30 you're 32 it's really the proper thing to do there you have it people something that we discuss here all the time if you were wondering my take on it and my mom's take on it and we we know the industry i grew up in the industry i'm very very well versed so yeah that's what it is. Um, so moving on from that, now that you have that, um, something that I think is really important but goes by the wayside is that after the wedding, as you know, the bride and groom, groom and groom, bride and bride, whatnot, you should be sending out thank yous to all of your guests who came that gave you a gift. And I can say from my own experience being a guest, I've gone at where one, I either not didn't get something in the mail, like thanking me for coming and giving a gift, or I got it like six months later, which I'm like six months later. It takes like six months later is a lazy bride. Or a lazy groom. Or a lazy groom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It I mean, can't, I and, think, and I also want to say. I think three months is, is enough time. Yeah. And also, I just want to say, it should not be put on the bride to do these thank yous. You know, like, I understand usually it is the bride, but, like, the groom can step up a little bit, too. Just um, saying. Just al- saying. Just also, saying. today I noticed that your pre-printed thank yous, that is extremely tacky. <laughs> Write a note in there. Be Absolutely. a little personal. Say to somebody, I really, I really enjoyed speaking to you at my wedding. I'm so glad you spent the day and and, and celebrated us. Exactly. Um, put a note in there, a little personal note. You don't have to write this big old thing, but just say thank you so much for being with us. It really meant a lot. It, it doesn't take much. Right. When you do a pre-printed thank you, and I've gotten those myself. Honestly, it's cold. It is cold. And after I spent my day either taking off of work or whatnot, because as you know, I'm in the industry, so I work on Saturdays, um, taking off to make sure that I'm at your wedding, most of which I've been invited without a date. Just want to put that out there. Um, And giving you a, a generous gift and come. And booked a hotel room. And, and or took I booked a, a hotel room, t- taking a flight, drove five hours. I've done that too. And then to not get, like, to get your thank you, and it's a pre printed thing it's, that you send to everyone else as well. It's generic. It's, 
it's generic and honestly it's just kind of hurtful and it's rude and yeah I mean maybe I'm very old school because I was raised by old school people over here but I I don't let I don't agree with it and I don't care if that makes me an old soul it's just not it's not what I would do and it's also well as I sit here with my mom she would be pissed if I did that oh yeah no without a doubt <laughs> I mean we grew up writing thank you notes when people right. sent us to give for anything yeah. You made a phone call or you wrote a thank you note. You just don't let something like that go by, especially when someone gives you a gift and not um, not validate it with an answer. Yeah. So that's that. A little wedding etiquette about things that should go on. Um, it might not be the popular thing to talk about because it's the uncomfortable thing. But the truth is, I do get a lot of questions about budgets and about should people be invited with dates? Uh, is it is it right or wrong to send out that pre that pre printed thank you? And you know, um, I wouldn't be doing my job in the industry, having all these years in, if I didn't give honest feedback on that. So. We might come off harsh here, the Gordons, but um, it comes from a place of love <laughs> and a place where we actually very much do know what we're talking about on this, so there's that. Um, what else do you think, Mom, like for the future of weddings, where we can see it heading? Um, what do you think the weddings are going to be like? Do you think that we will go back to big weddings someday? Do you think that it's going to be more intimate crowds? Do you think that with everything that has gone on with this pandemic, that it's going to change the way that people maybe even fall in love and find that right person and get married because they don't want to wait anymore? They don't, they want to start their life with someone after seeing that like life is so fragile um well i hope so um because i think it went way the other way i think people um i don't think they commit for 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 ages and ages and before you turn around you're 40 years old and you know you want to have a family or you don't even if you just want to be together I don't understand what holds people back so much, you know. Um, but, yeah, I think weddings are going to be more intimate. I think they're going to be smaller. I think they're going to be um, more about marriage than just about the five-hour wedding, um, which, which, it isn't should a bad, be. which isn't a yeah. bad thing. Um, yeah, do girls always think about the wedding and the dress and the day? Of course, we all did. Um, but I think it's going to change because not only have the prices of weddings gone crazy, uh, when you think about, you know, should I spend all this on a wedding? Should I buy an apartment? Should I, you know, put money, a down payment on a home? Should, you know, so there are all those factors um, that play off whether you want to spend these very large amounts of dollars on a a wedding that lasts five hours where a home you'll have for a lifetime. Um, so I, I don't think it's such a bad idea to have these more intimate weddings. 
I think it's more about the people closest to you um, to be there for you on that special day that wish you only the best um, and hoping that your life goes smoothly. We all hope our children's lives go smoothly and uh, even though we know that's not going to be, we hope, um, and that they pick the right people to be with and that they have wonderful families and in-laws and that they they just have a happy life with the person that they chose to be with, not just about the wedding day, but for the rest of their lives. Yeah. I mean, obviously I agree with my mom, but I also am saying, you know, we still want to see you have the wedding, you know, like, oh, yeah, I he, want to walk you down that aisle. I absolutely do. Oh, well, my mom just made this about me. <laughs> I was making it about all of you, but yeah, no, my mom made it very clear my whole life that in a Jewish wedding that the bride and the groom actually to get walked down by their both their parents and that she has every intention it's really brandy's show i'm just living in it you know um i did a lot of hard work there i get i get to be the one that not just your dad walking you down the aisle it's gonna be me too like i said um i'm not getting married tomorrow or anything but it's really my mom's wedding i will be lucky to show up (laughs) oh my god well Mom, for all the people out there who are planning a wedding, whatnot, what are some what are some things that they should keep in mind when talking to vendors and venues, you know, moving forward because everything's so uncertain. Well, you know, if you're looking to have um a hundred, two hundred people and you're booking a year or two out. Um, I definitely would ask the question um, if, by chance, I'm not allowed to have all these people at my wedding, um, will there be options in place for me at this venue? Will you offer a wedding for 75 people? Um, Will it be the same night? You know, are they going to downsize the room are they going to downsize the you know change the date you can't have a saturday night because it's not 200 but if the government's not letting you do that um just basically making sure that financially you dot your i's cross your t's right i i think also it's very important that you you give no deposits in cash oh oh okay so yeah we should we should talk about that don't ever and I mean I don't care what vendor it is unless it's like some friend of yours as a friend your whole life and even then still won't do it but protect yourself protect yourself don't ever give um cash payments um we know this from our own experience that if you do something like that you don't have the paper trail and god forbid you you know had to cancel or whatever it is you have the receipts to back up what you've paid um you also have the protection of a credit card company if you need to um if you need to stop something yeah um you have that protection in place um so yeah in today's times i think that um 
you know, you could book a venue now and not know two years from now if it's even going to be in business. So this is, this is a very scary time as far as that goes. So, yeah, I think we have to be cautious with our money. Yeah. And I know it might sound maybe negative or like a little, um, Look, a I little paid for your brother's pictures, which I never got from his bar mitzvah. Right, right. My basically just to give a little backstory, when my younger brother was bar mitzvahed, we used the same photographer that was used for my bar mitzvah, and then they like went a wall after the bar mitzvah, and we never got the pictures. So my parents paid the entire thing and didn't get one picture, nothing. Um, you know, there were a lot of people who sued them, um, but they were out of state at that point. They were out of state. They, right, exactly. So they fleed and these were people who, people who we worked with in the past. So they weren't two parties. Right. They weren't random to us. They weren't a new vendor. They weren't right. So yeah, when we say all these things, we definitely don't say it to be harsh or be, uh, negative or, or, you know, to expect the worst at all, especially for a wedding, which is such a happy occasion. You should have so much fun planning. It should be just like a really exciting time in your life. It's just be careful, be smart, be financially savvy. And, um, and don't pay for every, anything in full before you have the finished product meaning a wedding album, a videotape, whatever it may be. Right. You know, um, you just have to do what you have to do to protect yourself. And in these like really unprecedented times where a lot of people lost jobs, a lot of people are hungry for business, which I'm not saying, I'm, I'm actually talking on both ends of like people who are clients, people who are, uh, who, um, are in the business. It doesn't matter. Um, you want to do whatever you can to protect yourself financially. God forbid you need to. I will also say, um, and this isn't a plug for anything at all, but wedding insurance is a thing. Um, I I personally, I tell a lot of my clients to get it just in case um, they need to cover for a certain vendor, like a band or something. You know, you don't want to... Um, you don't want to get into trouble of like if something breaks or, you know, and that being out of your pocket. Um, same thing about weather. Uh, well, obviously, uh, you know, with this, like, with coronavirus, it's uh, seen as a force majeure situation, which is really out of everybody's hands. And hopefully we never know about this again. And this was a weird situation. And, um, hopefully a once in a lifetime situation that never happens again. It's just going on longer than expected. But, you know, things like weather, you know, in the winter, we do experience snowstorms here in New York. You know, Florida has hurricane season. If you get wedding insurance, that can protect you to at least move your date to a different time uh, without having to pay additional fees. So just have that in mind it's not an expensive proposition and it really could give you peace of mind. it could give you peace of mind you know we all get insurance with hopes not to use it health insurance car insurance <laughs> um you know why not protect your wedding <laughs> as well 
and that sounds like an ad it's absolutely not um but it's it's something i would definitely um contemplate yeah yeah definitely think about it it's worth pricing out and seeing you know if it's worth the investment in your mind it's an investment for peace of mind um now, Mom, obviously I know you didn't listen to last week's episode because you never, ever listen, but I talked about the top five items as a wedding guest that you should invest in, and this is what I said. A good pair of Spanx. Mm-hmm. For a woman, yeah. For a woman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm speaking mainly for a woman. Um, yeah. Men, I didn't... Get, men get off easy. Men get off easy. You know, they put the suit on and, like, that's it. Like, call it a day. Suit, same shoes. It's, like, not, like, yeah. Sorry to all the grooms out there. This is really just going to um, to to women, the, this question. So, the top five things that I said were a good pair of Spanx, a good, good undergarment. Yes. Yes. Yes, good pair of Spanx, good bra, um, a good black dress that you can dress up different ways, a good pair of heels, yes, and a good evening bag. Yes. It, what is there anything that you would say I'm missing as the staple items for a wedding guest that you should have? No, I think that covers pretty much everything, you, you know, depending if it's a... Um, a time of year where you have to wear a jacket, wear the appropriate jacket. Oh, my um, mom is all for a faux fur jacket. No, I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, if you're wearing, you know, a longer dress, don't put a short jacket over it. I mean, unless it's like a little short fur or something, as opposed to like um, a car coat and a long dress, you know. Yeah, yeah. It just doesn't, doesn't give the right vibe. It doesn't give the right vibe. A lot of people make that mistake. And I just want to say, like, it's just it's just not a good look, okay? It's just not a good look. You can get anything online now. So even if you have to find just a little um, shruggy jacket to go yeah. over a long dress, it, it just gives it a better look. The power of Amazon, people. <laughs> I mean, two-day shipping. Get on it. And, you know, the power of Rent the Runway. I personally don't. I don't do it, but I have um, I have a bunch of friends who do it where they rent things just for the occasion, you know, different dresses, different jackets, different shoes. Um, I haven't just because hey, I like to own things. But You can go to consignment shops. They have some really cool stuff that you can find for, yeah. like, really inexpensive money that could mm-hmm. work. Exactly. We're we're all about how to get the most on a budget over here. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we just are. Um, let's see. Is there anything else, anything else you think that we didn't touch on that we should have? No, I think, like I said, you know, the budget is definitely number one and, you know, dealing with how many people you're going to have and, um, you know, you can tailor your, um, your linens and you can tailor your, um, decor any which way you want according to your budget. I mean, there's a way to do everything. Um, like I said, you know, look at Pinterest, go on to Etsy, get some ideas. There, there, there's tons of them out there that you can do, and for 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 a little money, right? And it's really just about being on the same page with your partner. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, have discussions. I mean, money's the biggest one. 
you know, be on the same page because it could be a stressful time and you don't want to bring that into your relationship. Right. Well, Mom, it's just been a pleasure here to have you on the podcast. You're just the fairy <laughs> pod mother if there ever was one. Well, I was glad to be here. I hope uh, all your brides and grooms have a wonderful, wonderful wedding and that um, it goes seamlessly and stress-free for you. And follow all the rules because you know what? We're just, we're just here to give you the rule book on how to do things right and how to do it without the stress and the headache and the financial burden and how to do things on a budget and how to do things timely. And, you know, we're not like the etiquette police over here, but we've done enough parties to know what works and what doesn't work. So, you know, we are just trying to eliminate the headaches from your life. Would you agree? Yeah. And like, <laughs> um, if you have any concerns, you should kind of like just, just email them in. Email them to Esty. Maybe she can help you solve them. You can always, <laughs> always reach out to us here at The Bride Tender. We are happy to help you out. Um, we know that it's a very stressful time. And... Um, if there's any way that I can help ease that stress and, you know, get everything in order for you so that, you know, things run smoothly, I'm happy to do that. And I'm happy to help anybody out during this time. So without further ado, you know, we will be signing off the podcast for today's episode um, mom, you are a pleasure, like always. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, thank you all so much for tuning into the Bride Tender podcast. Uh, we go out every single Monday, new episode on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts for your listenership. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at the Candy Guru. Please follow my candy table displays at Eventpire, my event blog showcasing the top event trends on Long Island at the Long Island Eventista. And of course, make sure to follow The Bride Tender for all fun facts on the wedding industry, ways to save money on your special day, and of course, hiring the best vendors in the business. Um, and guests. And guess, yeah, my dad was uh, in on this too, but he was, he was just a listener, just an avid listener. Um, thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, we look forward to catching up with you next week. Stay sane, stay healthy, and we'll catch you next Monday. Bye.